a brand new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast is about to begin. It's time to be inspired by simple and actionable solutions for you and your business. If you're an established entrepreneur or just laying down the first brick of your future empire, the mantra is the same. We will flip any failure into a positive and use it to our advantage. This show is all about turning coal into diamonds. With the right plan and mindset, anything is possible. I'm Jennifer John, your host, business coach, and founder of Best Planner Ever. And I'm here to help you achieve all your ambitious goals. Success is closer than you think. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Productive Podcast. I'm really excited for my guest today. Gina is the CEO of Athena Executive Services, a firm that pairs virtual executive assistants around the United States with swamped and successful entrepreneurs and executives. Gina, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. And so to kick us off, for those of our listeners who don't already know who you are, would you mind just taking a couple of minutes and telling us a little bit of your story and how you came to be doing this work? Yeah, yeah. So I founded Athena Executive Services about seven and a half, almost eight years ago now. And it is one of those funny tales of one thing led to the next, led to the next, and then, you know, here I am. So I was an entrepreneur before with little businesses here and there, and you just kind of scrape by to pay the rent, but nothing that ever, you know, amounted to anything. And then I left my husband and was in the middle of a divorce, left him the house. And then in my little rental apartment I was in, I started getting notices that the mortgage wasn't getting paid. And I got very scared. Then I got notices that the house was about to be foreclosed on and I got more scared and I just said, oh my gosh, I need a job. I just need a job. I just, nothing aspirational. I just need to like go work for somebody and have a paycheck show up in my bank account. Please, please, please. Um, So I found somebody and she said, you know, I'm looking for an EA. And I was like, I could be an executive assistant. Sure. You know, like that wasn't my life stream at all, but okay, that sounds like something stable. I'd be good at it. I wouldn't go home stressed out at night. And so I became her EA for a few years. And then she sold her office space and we all started working from home. So then there I was, a virtual executive assistant. And I was like, oh, I love this. This I like this. This works and I'm good at this. Her company kind of fizzled out. And later I went to go find myself another CEO to work for and rustled the bushes. And one friend said, yeah, my CEO could use you. And I said, great. And started being his virtual EA. And then she said, I'm planning and I'd like you to plan for that. I would like your services also. So can you plan ahead and maybe next quarter I could have your services too. And I said, no way I'm full. And she said, Oh, no problem. Just find me somebody like you. I found her one. And then she said, all right, the directors in sales need an admin. And I said, Tiffany, leave me alone. She goes, you really need to open this as a business. I said, I don't want to. I've been an entrepreneur before. I don't want that stress. I don't want that. And she just said, get over yourself, open this as a business and go find me more people. So that was the beginning. <laughs> 
So fantastic. And, you know, I'd love for us to use this time as kind of like, because I know we have listeners right now of just a little bit of like everything you ever needed to know about hiring a virtual assistant, or if you have a VA that isn't working out for you, like what you should have. Because I think sometimes even like when I hired my first VA, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't really know some of the things that they could do for me. And over the years, as I've graduated and gotten better and better and better and had better and better assistants, Assistance, like it, it's a game changer when you have somebody to take all that minutiae off your plate so that you can really, really focus whether you're an executive or an entrepreneur. And so let's just like dive in a little bit. So first question, okay, why do you even need a VA? And I, I've even had people say like, what's a VA? I'm like, okay, a virtual assistant. Okay, why do you need a VA? Yeah, well, you don't if you like how things are going right now. Uh huh. But you got to kind of look and go, all right, well, you know, those days that you go home at the end of the day, or maybe go home means go from your home office to your kitchen or what have you, and you feel drained and you're grouchy, and maybe you're not the best husband, wife, spouse, partner, parent, because you didn't like being on hold with that company for an hour and then fixing this issue with your CRM and then handling getting back to IRS about the thing and the letter and the thing. And that was your day and it was draining. So as long as you're, you know, when you look out into your future a year out, five years out, 10 years out, if that's what you would like to keep doing, then you don't need an assistant. You should keep doing what you're doing. But if you have some notion called, why am I doing this? This is not what I went to school for, or this is not my highest and best use, or this is not the best use of my unique contribution, or that's not why I became a lawyer, a doctor, a massage therapist, a baker, a cook. You know, people became what they became because of the difference they wanted to be able to make doing that, not that so they could sort out payroll taxes in the state of California. (laughs) So there are just all those necessary evils in running a business. And why have a VA, you know, I think is because of who you want to be. You know, and I started out like, what's the saying, you know, cobbler's kids have no shoes. I started out running an EA firm and I didn't have an EA. I couldn't afford an EA either. And then soon I hired my own EA um, because I was like, if I have to do invoicing one more time, I'm going to scream. And I had the freedom called let's work from anywhere. And I thought, that's great. I could do invoicing from anywhere. And I was on vacation in Maui with my friends. And there it was invoice day. So I thought, great, I'll sit out on the lanai with my laptop and I was sending invoices and they were snorkeling. And I said, I am never going on vacation again, sending invoices. So that was Mm -hmm. the first thing I gave away because I just was like up with which I will not put anymore. So Mm -hmm. it, you know, the why, certainly you can do everything right now, faster, better, cheaper. It's just that if you start working with an assistant, I say you're now investing in a future you. And that future might be just a month from now where you're just a little bit freed up or, or it might be a year from now where you've turned over your whole entire maybe vetting and screening and onboarding process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gina, you said so many great things in there. So guys, quick little tidbits here. All right. If you're a solopreneur, or you just started your business, or you don't have revenues, like we coach occasionally, we coach some people like this. And it's just like, don't go hire a VA. Because you heard us talking and you're like, Oh, I need to have a VA. Okay, great. 
But like, if you don't have revenues, um, I've had some clients before that they're like, I can't pay myself and yet they're paying your VA. Okay, that's not the time to hire a VA. So really make sure that the timing is right, that when you really get to a point where you've got the revenues and it really starts to be like, I don't have time for this anymore because it's costing me money to be wasting my time doing these things that a VA could do for me, that's gonna be the right time to actually hire a VA. Now, Gina, Give me the lowdown on all these VAs from the Philippines, because I'm telling you right now, like, I personally have never been able to make them work for me. Now, I hear story after story, a business owner who's like, yeah, my VA is $4 an hour, and I run my whole business off these $4 an hour VAs from the Philippines. Now, guys, I'm not dissing them. If you have VAs from the Philippines and they're doing a great job for you, fantastic. But I never was able to get this to work for our business. So What's the deal? Like when people hear this, like give us the lowdown on the the VAs from the Philippines for like four bucks an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious too. So I'll tell you, I mean, I'm on, that's not my firm. That's not my kind of firm. So what we, what I can offer is just what we hear. But of course, what we hear are people who come to us like you and are like, all right, I tried it. That didn't work for me. But truthfully, I'm like, man, if they can do some low level tasks that work for you for five, $6 an hour, have at it. But I think the part of the issue is, I mean, there's a lot of issues, potential issues, time zones. Although I do hear that they, that industry, which is massive, the VA industry in the Philippines just lives our time zones. They, they their do. whole life is flipped to our time zones. It depends on the work, right? If I wanted somebody to write emails to my clients, okay, I'm gotta, I would need to vet and screen that. So I have a feeling if it is behind the curtain kind of work, it could work, but and not client facing perhaps. But I also would be a little leery about, I don't know, would you, would I have somebody like that send my invoices to my clients? Maybe. And I think you could probably find people that specialize. I think one of the challenges is when you have an issue. Can you get them on the phone and say, hey, 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 wait, 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 hold on. That's not what I meant. Is that easy to do? And then I think there's also, you always want to watch out for internet power too, which is something we just take for granted, our internet speed in all of our various cities around the United States, even within the United States, it varies, but you can imagine overseas, the quality of the internet could be an issue. And I think an interesting issue that I have heard about is like, why didn't I know there was a problem? Because your EAs and your VAs, they're all going to run into issues along the way. And I think what you want is you want somebody who's bold enough and confident enough to say, Jennifer, I think I just screwed this thing up. Because you and I would dive in with our assistant and be like, okay, what happened? Hold on. We can figure out, you know, we got this far in life. We can figure it out. I would question or be concerned about culturally, is it an issue for somebody from certain cultures to come to you and say, hey, I messed up. Hmm. Or because it's so shameful, right? You sh- thou shalt not make a mistake. And how do mistakes get handled? That's a pretty good vetting question, no matter who you hire is like, hey, if there's a mistake, how is that going to get handled? Are they going to come to me? Are they going to be proactively telling me? That would be something I would doubt about having an overseas EA. But even here in the United States, you'd want to vet that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can say that. And and look, if you guys have cracked this code and you have somebody from the Philippines who's doing the work for you, great, like awesome, awesome. If you're trying it and it's like, this isn't working for us, like don't be, don't worry. Like it didn't, it didn't, for me, it didn't work either. It's not that they were not delightful, wonderful people. You're right. They, they would change their time zones to work in our time zone, which was very good. But we definitely had issues with like, they would, you know, say, oh, I can handle it. And then they couldn't handle it. Like they were not really equipped to handle it. Or certain forms of communication, the English was just a little bit off, just enough off that it just wouldn't be on brand. And we heard a lot of times like, I can't work today because my internet is down. And it's just like, what? Like, we're so used to always having our internet here that that concept of just like, I'm not working today because I don't have any internet. It's like, okay, that's nice, but that's not what, you know, we hired you guys for to help us with. And so, yeah, there was things there. So if you, if you're experiencing that, don't be afraid to like go out there and and look for different alternatives. And so when we're looking for a VA, can you give us some examples, Gina, of like, what kind of work can they take off of our plates? Like what's realistic to ask a VA to do and not so much? Yeah, it's getting vast right now. It's getting wide. There's not too much you couldn't ask them to do. It's just a matter of would you, they are not a subject matter expert in what you're a subject matter expert in. Right? So that's one thing. But the more you bring them into your industry and your world, the more you'll be able to give them. Now, garden variety, executive assistant, any assistant work would be manage your calendar, manage your inbox, update your CRM manage your expenses, maybe even send out your invoices for you. All kinds of personal stuff too, which sometimes people wonder, well, should I give away the personal stuff? Well, in some cases, if you can, yes. I mean, while I love my mother, I don't need to pick out the $70 bouquet that she's going to get for her birthday. My EA loves doing that. You know, I don't love sending out all my holiday cards. I just want somebody to show me here's three that I think you'll like. Give me the message. I give her the message and 150 holiday cards, right? Go out. So whether it's personal or business, I think it all frees you up. Um, Now, I think the more you pay, let's just put it that way, the more you get what I call a shoulder-to-shoulder business partner, that'll be kind of match your level of energy and confidence and business acumen and kind of double down with you and go, all right, so Jennifer, what are we up to this quarter? You know, what are we after? Oh, okay. What can I do to help you forward your goals? Oh, you need me to go learn this piece of software? Oh, we should move payroll off of how we're doing payroll? Great. Okay. I don't know anything about that, but I'm going to go research that, right? Somebody who's very confident and proactive and will be your business partner is completely what's possible. And that you may not start there in week one, but you could get there pretty quickly. So Gina, what would be the difference between like a VA, a virtual assistant, an EA, an executive assistant, and an OBM, an online business manager? Like where do those, like, is there, like, how do those cross over? How do we know what the difference is between those? And a personal assistant and a chief of staff and an admin. And I, I mean, there's, I hadn't heard the OB whatever for a long time. That's funny. So there's a lot of them. And there is, it is the wild, wild west. It is an unregulated industry. So there is no clean 100% answer. Sometimes it has to do with the city you're in. You know, like if I'm in LA, 
describing what we do, people go, oh, a personal assistant. And I'm like, not really, but oh, okay, you call it that? Okay, fine. That's what you call it. Now, if I think large corporations are a good example. So like if you go to the Amazon website and you look up admins, you will see in corporate America, right? You've got administrative assistant one, administrative assistant two, administrative assistant three. Now you grow up to executive assistant. Now you have executive assistant one, two, three. In corporate America, an executive assistant might serve, say, five directors or two VPs. And as they rise up, then pretty soon it's one-on-one with the CEO, CMO, CTO, that kind of person. So that's the executive assistant world. And I honestly, I can't say there's a whole lot of difference between that and a VA. But I think in the nomenclature, like in in how people hear those words, which is why in my firm, we call them virtual executive assistants, because I was committed that people got a higher level assistant than a quote unquote virtual assistant. So I think of a virtual assistant as a little more garden variety, but I would be really wrong. I'm sure that in five minutes, we could line up 100 VAs that are really strong, what I would consider strong executive assistants. So I'm sorry to say there's no clear answer. I think it just because the term VA is so big right now, that's, we're all in that bucket. Yeah, makes sense. And and what can a person expect to pay for an assistant? Just, I mean, in general, like I asked because I had a, a good client who was paying, they came in under the label of an OBM, an online business manager. And they were probably paying this girl, I think at least 60 bucks an hour. And she was clueless. She was absolutely clueless and was not helping our client like do anything that she needed to do. And even when um, we met with her, it was just like this, this person has absolutely no business even like trying to do this work. Like, it was terrible. But and for 60 bucks an hour, if you're going to invest that kind of money in somebody like you really want them to be able to pay for themselves. I mean, at the end of the day, if I'm going to invest that money, I want to get that money back in the time that I'm going to save through them. And so give me a ballpark on like, you know, what, what, what should somebody realistically being expecting to pay? And what should they be getting for that time? Yeah, that too is a wide, wide range. Yeah, that that is high. I would say 60 is on the higher end. I'll be completely transparent. We are $55 an hour in my agency. So you have the overseas scene that we talked about. Then you have the US-based agencies. I'd say US-based agencies run between 35 an hour to, I would have said 55 an hour, but now you're saying 60. So it's, it's, it's going up there in between there. Then you can find the unicorn, which would be a solo freelancer, right? She's sitting at her dining room table in Kansas City. She's probably going to charge you 30 bucks an hour, something really reasonable. She's got a high level of business acumen. She's perfect for you. And the problem is now you've got to go find her and vet her and screen her and all that. So if you're going to pay a high price, like $55, $60 an hour, I would say there's got to be a really strong agency behind that person who's saying, listen, we're going to handle their performance. You can count on us, the agency, because you're paying an agency rate, right? And then they're turning around and paying their staff, whatever they're paying their staff. And you Mm -hmm. might ask them what they pay their staff. When somebody asked me that, that kind of knocked me back on my heels. But it's a great question because you're asking, especially if you want your assistant someday to be client facing, represent you with other 
business associates and then somebody tells you that they're going to get paid $15 an hour, you might go, oh, okay, the person who's willing to make $15 an hour or is on the market for $15 an hour may not be who I need to have represent me in various places. Mm -hmm. Um, So on the one hand, everybody may be doing the same work, calendar management and CRM updates and all of that. But are you having to drive their performance or is there an agency that's going to drive their performance? And the minute there's an issue, do you have to deal with the human? Like, how am I going to tell her that she really screwed this up, but I don't want her to not like me? And then, or can you just have a contact at an agency that you can call and say, listen, Amanda kind of screwed something up. Can you fix this? Because mm-hmm. that's what you're, yeah. you should be paying the higher dollar for that, for you to have no performance concern. Your job then is just delegate, 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 delegate the house and the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And I love how you kind of help to explain the difference between contracting one-on-one with somebody versus the benefits of going through an agency. So you've got that intermediary place there where you can't just be like, hey, you know, they messed this up. Please go and rectify it. As an agency, are you guys also doing that pre-screening, that vetting, you know, because anybody can show up and say, hey, I have this great skill set, but you don't find out until you've hired them. Yeah, not so much. And so as an agency, is that another service that you guys are providing? Yeah, absolutely. And it really is what you're paying for. I say half of what you're paying for is that we are giving you a proven, a known quantity. And we've listened to what your needs are. And then we've looked at our resources. So if you need somebody who's going to, I don't know, do a lot of social media work and a lot of graphic work and a lot of design type stuff. Well, we have certain people that like love that. And we have other people that are like, don't you dare give me that. You know, I want to be more in this world. So an agency should be able to pair you well. And yes, they've done the vetting and the screening. The other thing to watch out for is because this is part-time for a lot of people and it's a gig, it's not necessarily somebody's career choice. You want to find that out. Are they just in transition Are they just transitioning from one situation of life to another? And this is tiding them over? Because what you don't want to do, and what me as an agency owner, this is the worst thing that ever happens, is if you have to now have a second EA, meaning that EA left for whatever reason, and now you've got to start that honeymoon phase all over again, get that relationship back up off the ground with a brand new EA, so when you're talking to agencies, ask them about that. Hey, is this person going to be with me for a couple of years? Or are they really hunting for like their dream job? Because that's mm, something we that. really screen for is, hey, this is not a temp agency. You got to be here with us at least two years. Because if we get you set up with somebody, we don't want them to have to redo all that onboarding of a new person six months from now. Oh, makes sense. Makes so much sense. And I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. You go through all the work and you're just like, oh my gosh, I have to train somebody else up. And then it almost makes you like not want to hire anybody anymore because you're just like, I just don't want to go through that again. Right. Of course. Yeah. Awesome. Gina, this has been so incredibly informative. I thank you so much for being here. Um, where can people go to find you and your amazing agency? Yeah. Well, our agency is at athenaexecutiveservices.com. And that's where I would go. And there's all kinds of buttons around there that say, do you want to learn more? And if you click on one of those buttons, you're going to get hooked up with our biz dev manager. Her name's Jennifer. 
Jennifer Tracy. She's completely delightful and easy to talk to. And even if you're not sure, she's in a very safe space to just say, I don't know if I need you guys or I need something else. Will you talk to me? And she will say yes. And you know, in 15 or 20 minutes, she'll be able to know, you know what, here's what you need. You don't need us, you need a that. Or why don't you start by just hiring somebody to do this for you and then maybe come back to us in a year. She can help direct you. She does a lot of secret shopping. So (laughs) she secret shops our industry a lot. So she can point you in the right direction if we're not it. Oh, I love that so much. That's so great. And it's so great to just work with a business that will be honest and say, hey, you're ready for us. You're not ready for us. So I absolutely love that. All right, you guys. So we're going to put all Gina's information in the show notes as well so that you can find her. I really, really hope that from this episode, you've been able to get something from it. I know that we absolutely love our VA who is um, as part of our company. And it's so interesting because the the first VA that we had who was with us for years, honestly, just left suddenly for no real reason. She just kind of left suddenly and left us in a lurch. And it was actually our intern who kind of rose up to the challenge and has now become our VA and just dove in and like got stuff handled for us because when our VA left and it was just, you know, so unexpected, um, it really did throw the whole company into a little bit of uh, panic because we're like, oh no, like she did all of these things for us. So having the right VA, I think is mission critical. Getting somebody who's going to be a long-term player, I agree 100%. You kind of get what you pay for, you know, making sure that they're vetted and that they have the right skill set. But when you have that person on your team, it can absolutely make just such a difference so that you don't have to deal with all that minutia. So Gina, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here and uh, diving into this topic with me, which I know is so important for so many entrepreneurs. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Love talking about it. Awesome. All right, guys, that's it for today's show. Get out there, hire a VA um, or an EA or an OBM or an AA or all these different possibilities, but get out there and get the help that you need so you can take your business to the next level. That's it for today. Get out there and have a happy, productive day, y'all. Bye. I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. If you want to learn more, come visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On our website, you're going to find free resources along with links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the lives of so many of our clients, including the Coaching Academy and our Unbreakable Retreats. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. That's it. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. This is the She Leads Podcast Network.